0: You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. This episode was part of our Every Tribe, Denomination, and Tongue Convention that we held in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. We recorded this one live, so there will be a little more background noise than usual. We hope you enjoy the show and will consider sponsoring our show and all of the network shows at patreon.com. I am the True Vine, and my father... Is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown away like a branch and dries up. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, so that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I also have loved you remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you, and that joy may be made full. Uh, And this kind of like pseudo parable it's not really a full parable, but Jesus is speaking and he makes a lot of claims about what can be done with him and without him how we can be one with him and God. Uh, he claims that some need to be pruned or cut off and that none of us experience God without a connection to Jesus. Um, and he claims that we show our love by obeying commandments. Brandon Knight, how much does our relationship with God involve pruning or obeying laws?
1: Well, that's an interesting one. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite passages of scripture since going back to seminary. Um, I think it's beautiful, this whole idea of uh, we abide in Jesus. That's usually what it is like when you come to John 15, looking at like verses four and five there. It's like, that's like the big thing. It's like, oh, we're supposed to abide in Jesus. But what's beautiful about this is that Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. This is a, it's a, we're both connected to each other. You know, later on, I think maybe down towards like verse 20 or something jesus says um you know i no longer call you servants but friends or something like that there's a a, there's a lot of intimacy in this passage so to me uh, as someone who kind of who sees the righteousness of jesus as something that is transposed into us at salvation um you know obviously we still live and commit sins obviously where it's not that we become perfect when we uh Come to know Christ as Savior. But for me personally, this idea of abiding in Jesus and He in us, we keep His commandments first and foremost by being in that relationship with Him. You know, there's that, it's that substitutionary atonement of we are obeying the law as we are connected to the vine of Jesus as His atonement has covered us. Now, He does also say that the greatest command and the second greatest command is to love God and to love others. So I would say even at that then that, you know, this isn't really so much uh, we have to go back to keeping the Old Testament law or anything like that, but that we are first and foremost, how we are to uh, serve God and to keep his commands is to love him with all of our being and to love others. And what is cool, if you do want to go to the Old Testament law, is that that's essentially the Ten Commandments. Like that is what the first couple commandments are all about loving god and the second bunch is all about loving others and nestled right in the in between is the command to keep the sabbath which is a little bit of both
0: Hmm. yeah All right, everybody. Welcome to the whole church podcast. It could be your favorite church unity podcast. Hopefully right now it's your favorite church unity podcast. That's part of the Anazal Ministries Network because it's the only one apart currently. Um, which speaking of which we are here. We are the, the network. Most of it. Um, it is a network where we are Christian podcasters that ask the big questions. And today we have a big question for you all. So first off, let me introduce some of our guests. We have Brandon Knight from My Seminary Life, the one and only, the hero to us all. Yeah. Um, Christian Ashley, <laughs> he he is where we get Christian from maybe? In the Pilgrim's Progress anyway? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, it was written about him. Yeah. It's all true stories. He biography. did, yeah, he, he- Autobiography. Yeah, yeah, he wrote it as well. Yep. Uh, he fought dragons barehandedly. I do Firmly believe it.
2: I'm very humble.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm very yeah. Humble. <laughs> and then, of course, there is the only person I know who can both look like the superhero from my favorite anime and also claim to be completely undefeated in God's sport that is ping pong the one and only TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And today's big question that I mentioned we're going to be asking do we experience God more? individually or in community more in our prayer closet or in our churches
3: yeah and uh check out our patreon there's some good things over there slide us a little cash and uh, we'll make it worth your while um (laughs) check out the rest of the Anazal ministries podcast the amp network website link is below subscribe on apple podcast uh, to the network's paid channel Uh, you'll get exclusive content from all the shows uh patrons get two bonuses a week whole church news free merge there's a there's a whole long list and uh, apple subscribers get all of our patron bonus episodes uh one bonus episode from systematic ecology and one a month from joshua's other podcast only for theology where he will discuss a single theological term each month
0: yeah yeah some of them might take me a long time some of them probably not so much god's a theological term god is god there we go um (laughs) i'm just kidding there's so much more to that um thank you yeah (laughs) But uh, as everyone here knows, I do have a favorite form of church unity, and um, it it involves a sacred practice of silliness. Um, It's it's a great spiritual discipline that I partake in, that in this show we've proven time and time again that it just creates unity. We have never disagreed about the silly question. That's just simply not happened. Um, (laughs) TJ's going to let me say that on air, and and they're not even going to correct me. I can't believe that. (laughs) So today's silly question for you guys that we're going to partake in and have unity together. We're all captains on an all gods dodgeball game featuring Norse and Greek gods only. Who are your first three picks? We'll do just like we're doing. We're doing just like we're actually team captains. We'll start with Brandon. Oh, 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 and we'll all do one pick and we'll pass it back around until we, ha! Until we get to in? three. He looks the coolest right now. Do Is it the hat? I think it's the beard. I think I just like the beard. It's always the beard.
1: Yeah. It's always the beard. I recently... Tri- <laughs> Sorry, you're going to get this story. I recently <laughs> trimmed it down for graduation, got my hair cut like to look good for graduation pictures, and then we had... A, the next day after graduation was our final youth group night, and uh, we were outside. We were going to do color wars, cookout, all that type of stuff, so trimmed down beard, short hair. I had like basketball shorts on which i rarely rare rarely wear barefoot going around my students didn't even recognize me wow and there my one boy was like your beard is short you're not wearing flannel and you're barefoot i don't know who you are
0: yeah i almost asked you if your beard was different but then i was like a that's weird and b there's a lot of things when you see like on camera like things just look different in person like
1: tj's black shirt
0: yeah. yeah, and the shape of Will's head. <laughs>
1: okay, so first pick in the draft. Uh, without any further ado, I cho- I choose Ares, god of war. Dang, excellent choice.
2: Uh, I will also go with Greek mythology, and I will choose Geros, god of old age.
3: Odd choice. Um, I for my first pick, I would like to pick uh, Saturn. Well, he's Roman. Either one. Okay. Kronos. Oh,
0: wait. I don't need that. I'm going to go super stereotypical. Um,
3: Are we doing snake draft? Loki. Are we doing the snake draft? Because
0: Loki can appear to be on any of your teams. He could just suddenly shift, and you think he's one of your teammates, and he's not.
3: Do you get the next pick? No. Okay.
1: Okay, <laughs> that was a very good technical question. I, I guess I will follow it question. I will follow it right up with his brother and I will choose Thor. Uh, good pick. Ryan, you're welcome. Well
2: <laughs> yes I, I had to change one of my answers because one of the answers would have been a personification of old age, but that's not a god or goddess. So instead I will choose from Greek mythology as well Anadea, the goddess or spirit of ruthlessness, shamelessness and unforgiveness. So I need someone to be my thug and she's my thug. <laughs> okay.
3: All right. Okay. Not a lot of sources for that one. Doesn't uh, matter. But my second pick, um, number seven overall, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hermes.
0: God, I really okay. thought you were gonna take. Obviously, you know, all know the one I want. Um, I think it can, Hercules. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Disney's Hercules, specifically. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I have yeah. pain and panic as a duo? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, please <laughs> um, do. Well, <laughs> you know, I know, I know. I might be setting myself up for failure with this, but he's also quick. I'm going Achilles. Nice. Uh, do me God,
2: I'll
1: take it. Yeah. Are we all- okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Oh, that
2: counts. I'll take it. I'll take it. Alright, my last choice, this time from Norse mythology, is Bragi, the god of poetry. So now I have someone if you're on the field with him, you're gonna die of old age. I have someone who's gonna smack talk you, and now I have someone who's gonna smack talk you again via poetry.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Zeus. Very famously good at throwing things. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: huh. Y'all taken They're so all the good choices.
2: I they, need, b- they need they <laughs> need ambrosia to continue.
0: We're, we're playing dodgeball too. That's why that like I keep like not really retaining that. Um, Can
1: Thor use his hammer? No. Like <laughs> <they're
0: all> coming- <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> I do. It's a weapon. We're playing dodgeball. Why is this so difficult right now? And now I knew the last one. Yeah. Why did I do this to myself? Did we pick Hermes yet? Yeah, Hermes has been picked.
3: I picked Hermes. Seventh rule.
0: Mm. Oh, um. Amalo, What's her name? Snake mm-hmm. hair. Oh, Medusa Medusa's is not, not a, a god. No, so this doesn't count. No. no. Are you sure? Yeah. You, you Does Percy god? Jackson count? No. I didn't <laughs> my personification of. Uh, I didn't say you couldn't. Nelly, which, was Poseidon is, Greek? No, which cannot be. was Poseidon? Or in a wrestling band. I thought he was. Yeah. Yes. So Poseidon. Yeah.
1: Poseidon, okay. yes,
3: famously good at
0: dodgeball.
1: Famously good. Every single one of those people. Famously
0: dodgeball. cool looking. <laughs> That's not true. They're Listen, all mortal. No, they have to drink
2: ambrosia and they have to uh, Listen, eat of the golden apples.
0: Loki is gonna pull most of the weight on my Mon- Well, Loki and Hercules. Hercules can got the strength on him. Loki's gonna do the trick stuff, and then um, Poseidon's gonna look really cool.
1: I have nothing to comment on that. I just want to let everyone know that uh, Christian does have a great strategy because back in the 80s and early 90s, Randy Macho Man Savage's brother oh, was man. a wrestler, and his whole gimmick was <laughs> to go out there and read a poem before he beat up his opponent. So I think you've got a good strategy. That's amazing. Do. That's so funny. I think I've won this draft overall, and I'd like to thank God
2: for the actual God for his voices in <laughs> this matter. He gave me the wisdom.
3: It's all yours, <laughs> you might be the only person who thinks you won this draft, <laughs> and that's all
0: I gotta let you know. I don't think that I won this draft, but I think that I'm gonna have a lot of fun hanging out with my team.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say I would not have fun,
0: we'll with my lose, team. but we'll have a great time hanging out on the sidelines.
2: Yes. So. No,
3: we'll all die because we are the only people that Christian strategy works on. No, it works
2: on everyone. Here. Read the miss
0: which ones? All of them. No. They don't all say ambrosia. (laughs)
2: Greeks, they need ambrosia.
0: So, our silly (laughs) question (laughs) segment is now over, and Christian and TJ is going to transition flawlessly to the next thing. I
1: believe that it's Josh doing this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we usually do God moments at the end of our episodes
3: and still will. But more generally, how do you tend to find God in your life? And are there any settings that you feel closer to God in? Christian.
2: I mean normally for me it's when I learn to shut up and get rid of distractions because as someone who suffers from whatever the heck I suffer from never been diagnosed I have to have constant background noise on whether I'm actually listening to it or not and if I don't I mind gets agitated because I focus on a lot of things at once but then there's not something to take away from that if there's not white noise so if I remove all of that I'm forced to be in a position of where God can actually speak up. Like, surely you could speak up over all that if he wants to, but it's a lot easier if that's mm-hmm. not around. Now, in any settings, like definitely in nature. And that's something I also mm-hmm. remove yeah. myself from a lot, especially this time of year. Uh, <laughs> the only time on I'm willing all. to be out. <laughs> but like when I'm out there alone, um, I do get a sense of his wonder and who he is.
1: Mm-hmm. I s- Specific place. That's an interesting idea. Um, this is actually something that within the past year has been a bit of a transition for me having a son. It was back in the day, my commute to work uh, real early in the morning. I learned early on that even though I do enjoy uh punk rock music and grunge and all of that, that it wasn't really the best thing to listen to at like five in the morning for my mental health. And so I started listening to the very stereotypical Christian radio stations, praying, all of that. Like that that was a big part of my, like where I really felt felt God. I felt God in this chilies as I was moving <laughs> to getting over to work. Um, but since I've become a stay at home dad last year, that has gone away. That, like commute time obviously so it's kind of been a bit of a work in progress i would say um nap time for my son not me but his nap times have been a little bit of that replacement and i'm starting to like leverage that a little bit more for like quiet reflection being in Excuse me. being in god's word prayer things like that um because everything's finally still mm-hmm. almost off the tv He's not crying. I'm not holding him, and I, I have to be intentional still mm-hmm. because it's very easy to just like, okay, I guess I'll scroll TikTok now until he wakes up, um, or to you know put whatever on on Netflix. But yeah, I would say maybe during the two nap times is right now in the stage of life I'm in is where I I get like the most experience with God.
0: I um I want TJ to answer this as well, but for me, which is funny because I, I think I'm gonna as. I think everyone expects me to say like group settings, but (laughs) no, I, um, I actually am pretty introverted, even though I care a lot about the church and the people of God being one together. Probably if I'm alone on the beach, especially like at nighttime, and there's just this reflection of the ocean that looks infinite, the sky that looks infinite, there's just stars, the noise are just right. And it's like, God just set the mood. But no, God's, uh, God speaks to me in those moments. I feel like. Probably the most because that's when something about the noise of the ocean drowns out the noise of a lot of my own anxiety and stuff. So I think that's just when God's able to speak most clearly to me.
3: Yeah. For me, it's any, all the time. God's beauty is in the Mundeity.
0: Constantly. You know, we made a joke about you saying that with our episode on Thomas Ord and you'll never hear it. Nope. <laughs> no, Cause, uh, I'll, I'll let you know though, Dr. Ord and the God moments, you know, part of why I don't like when people say God moments is kind of like suggest that there's some moments I especially feel God when God's really in every single moment. Like, yeah, you know what? That's what it would sound like if TJ ever actually explained why he just does random little things for God moments sometimes. Yeah.
3: But, you know, like this, the dappled sunlight on the ground through the trees, the, yeah. pr- the rainbow inside your home because of the sun's setting the peephole. Little things.
0: Yeah. Good rainy day. They can do it.
3: Yeah. So, but in John 5, uh, Jesus tells us to pray in private rather than in public to get attention. And in Ephesians 4, we are told that part of what it means to be the church is to pray and sing worship songs together. So, which is more correct? And how should we strive, guiltier, to experience God together or in private?
1: I don't know if necessarily if either one is best or preferred. I will say this, though, towards the John chapter, or excuse me, Matthew, that's Matthew chapter five, right? Matthew chapter five? John. John five?
0: According to this, who knows if that's right? I think it's Matthew. We're trusting me to be I correct. think
1: it's actually Matthew chapter six when it comes to praying in private, but, pray me, private prayer. Um, but my understanding of the whole praying in private thing is really more so a correction. Everybody is fact checking this right now.
0: If you, I'm just going to say, if you want just to laugh at what I currently laughed at, just Google John 5. It, nothing about the Bible comes up. Matthew
1: six. <laughs> it's Matthew 6. It is Matthew okay. 6. So that's about the Sermon on the Mount, correct? Okay. Um, okay, so Matthew chapter 6 is the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Five, six, seven, are the whole Sermon on the Mount, Jesus preaching to a large crowd. It starts with the Beatitudes there at the beginning. And this section is eventually going to get to some of what Jesus has to say about fasting and also very famously, the Lord's Prayer is where this is headed. My understanding about this whole praying in private thing, though, is not so much like you have to only pray in private. Like I know some people are very much against praying when they're out to eat somewhere because Jesus says, pray in private, Um, which if that is your conviction, that's fine. But if your conviction comes from this, let me let you in on a little secret here. Within the context, though, what Jesus is talking about is not praying like the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees, he's giving two corrections here, one on the Pharisees and one on the pagans, how they pray. And the Pharisees, they were attention seekers in their prayer life. Remember, Jesus, in a lot of his teachings, is very anti-religious establishment of what it had become within uh, within Judaism. And so he comes along and he says, no, you don't pray like the Pharisees. You don't pray to say that... You know, to get all of the attention, he does offer another parable later on talking about how, um, you know, one Pharisee is in there in the temple praying and he says, God, I thank you that you did not make me to be like this guy over here. And then this guy over here, I think he's supposed to be a tax collector in the parable, he's beating his chest saying, Lord, have mercy on me and will barely look up as he is praying. So when it comes to this, private prayer thing this is more so within context jesus talking about you know don't pray like the religious elitists who are trying to get attention or like the pagans who rambled on and on and babbled and was using prayer more as like a way to um like manipulate the gods to do a thing so coming full circle private prayer, private individual Bible studying is a good, healthy spiritual discipline to be doing things. But in context of what we're talking about here in Matthew six, this is a little bit more of like a check and balance of don't pray to seek attention. I don't have as much to say about the other one, but I just wanted to clarify Matthew
0: six a little bit. Yeah. I like the clarification that it's not John five yeah that's a good thing to know about matthew okay. six you're well.
3: yeah. john john i'm still touring with rob zombie speak. wow
0: that's just funny yeah okay. didn't yeah. expect that to come up
2: uh, i couldn't agree more with brandon on this one uh it's i mean I neither one is more important than the other uh, th- if you're using them correctly like mm-hmm. once again the whole uh am I praying in public so that people are looking upon me as a man this guy he doesn't have anything bad he has to pray about He's praying for everyone else. He's praying for them to be, be well. He's praying that he continues to be this great person that he always is. It's like everyone knows that's fake at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If that's all you're doing, like sure, we should publicly come together at times and pray for one another's needs. Well, how am I supposed to know if no one tells me? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you supposed to know what's going on in my life if I don't tell you? Well, you're not going to know. You can say, oh, I'll speak for all the unspokens and pray for them. And that, that's, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that works. I mean, it works. But wouldn't it be yeah. more of a connection, more of a relationship to come to one another, uh, sometimes in private, sometimes in a public setting, and say, this is what is going on. And for, I mean, the private part, that's where you need to be with God more often than not, is that moment of, I don't need anyone else hearing this. This is what I'm wrestling with right now that I'm not ready to talk about with other people. But I know you'll always listen to me, God.
3: Yeah. Can you imagine just eating a dinner out somewhere and bowing your heads? And before you start to pray, you look around the restaurant and be like, does anybody have any unspoken prayer requests? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty
0: funny. We'll, a little louder for people today. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: well, we might live in a place where that would
0: work. Yeah. You, I don't know. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> That's just I mean. funny. God's um, <laughs> place.
2: So, so I guess the so, answer is context.
0: Context, okay. Context. Um, So I'm going to provide some context for Ephesians 4. Um, One important clarification, much like Brandon's, is that Ephesians 4 is actually Ephesians 5 in this case.
3: (laughs) Ephesians 5, 4, I assume, is what we meant.
0: (laughs) It's in Ephesians 5. Uh, (laughs) So both of those chapters are wrong. Whoever wrote this outline.
3: Uh, just right. type in names. <laughs> Habakkuk 910, For God so loved
1: the world.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but Ephesians 5 is... So the book of Ephesians is Paul writing to this church because they had a lot of questions. And their questions were basically, what does it mean to be the church? So I'm going to go back to something I've been harping on a lot lately. The early church, all the way till Thomas Aquinas, they really focused on salvation was becoming part of the church. So for them, when they're asking, what does it mean to be the church? They're asking, what does it mean to be saved? And what he says is what it means to be saved is to be the church. And what that looks like is you pray together, you sing truths to one another. So not the Jesus is my boyfriend stuff, but the truth hymnals that Brandon talked about in our devotion this morning. Um, You sing to each other. You instruct one another. You speak in truth. You love together. Um, I always go back to the C.S. Lewis quote when he's talking about friendship. And, you know, he says, um, if you want to be friends with a warrior, you fight together. If you want to be friends with a poet poem, you read together. If you want to be friends with a Christian, you pray together. And that's one thing that I feel like if I had to say somewhere the focus should be, I would say the church because that's what it means to be saved. But I also feel like when jesus prayed that we be one as him and the father are one he was making a really clear analogy for us there shouldn't really we shouldn't be able to articulate a difference of what it means for me to have my private thing and for me to be part of the church because i just as much as jesus is one with god i should be one with the church so it's really hard to make that thing we do have things where we say this is specifically true about this part of the trinity This is specifically what this part of the trinity does but we also realize that they're all god and the same thing with the church I realize that there are certain things that are very specific to Christian. When you start talking mecha anime, I will be clueless. But when you're talking about Christian, you're talking about the church, which also is talking about me. Yeah. So, would you guys say, does the modern Christian culture today overfocus or underfocus on either of these in your own experience?
1: Uh, you know, Brandon Knight. I can Brandon Knight. I can take a stab at it. I think there are <laughs> I think there are groups who do both. I think still within maybe the very conservative, very evangelical side of Christianity, you do see still a lot of hyper individualism. And mm-hmm. very much an emphasis on your salvation, your quiet time with God, your personal devotions. I think maybe in that context, you see that a little bit more. But I have heard, and I don't really know where to classify these people either, but I have heard some people, the way that they talk about like community and they talk about fellowship and they talk about coming together, it sounds like that is literally the only time that they pursue God. Mm. Is when, and, and this is just from context of like random conversations I've had of just like, this sounds like, I'm sure you do read your Bible. I'm confident you do read your Bible outside of when you gather together with your peeps at whatever. But it, I do, it does sound like there are people who would over prioritize the community aspect of it over the individual prayer time. Bible time, I think you know, depending on you know we got people here who are married, we got people here who are not married. I have a kid i 'm the only one Pastor Will's not here, so I'm the only one with the kid at the moment um, like we We all have like these different contexts, so it all kind of looks different for how we pursue God in the everyday, like like Claire and I frequently have conversations throughout the day about. Religious things. Yeah. And it's two people. So that's kind of a group thing. Um, You know, we both have our own quiet times. But I guess uh, coming back to the question, I'm kind of digressing a little bit here. When it comes to the original question, I would say it's a little bit of both. I think certain groups really overemphasize the individuality. And I think you might see that more often. Um, But I do think there are some groups who are like, this is the way. We are, all, we are primarily to do this in fellowship and downplay the every mundane moment, kind of like what TJ was saying. There's like the every un- mundane moment of having time with God.
0: Yeah. What you were talking about reminds me of John 15, the verse that we kind of opened with. You know, I'm thinking of like that vision he's painting of this vine and all the branches are a part of the vine. We're all together. That is one unit thing. Mm-hmm. But those that aren't, in the commandments, those that aren't in love, those that are dying, get cut off and thrown away. I think if we're not spending the time on our personal stuff, we can't be part of the community. I think part of me being part of the church in a good part of the church is focusing on my own spirituality. We can't have church unity if I'm not even really being a Christian on my own.
2: I think in my experience, there's one church in particular I can think of where it was more individualistic. And there there were certainly moments where we did meet as a group to pray Mm -hmm. for one another. But I think the, the idea was pull yourself up by your own bootstraps philosophy and... You know, just pray with God and the two of you together can work it out, but also go to an accountability partner. And when you go to that accountability partner, it's like, well, why aren't you getting better at this? Aren't you praying about it? It's like, well, yes, I am, but you know, I can still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it easy. I'm just that thorn in my side I just can't get rid of that easily. it hurts to do that, but I'm still I still need to do it. I still desire to get rid of it. But it'd be better if, you know, we could talk about this, you know, emotionally maturely. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that just doesn't cut it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Tita, do you have anything? No. So a lot of attention, and even a lot of my own books that I that I really like about spiritual disciplines are pretty much all private disciplines that I can do. You know, prayer, fasting, silence and solitude, Bible reading, journaling. This morning we had a great personal discipline after you did the devotion we were which is funny i don't think well actually one of them was a christian song we did a couple of sad songs to play because we were talking about the the sad hymns the lament hymns and uh did a great devotional it was so cool wish you guys could have heard it um (laughs) but uh yeah just having that moment after we all got together we split off and we just had this moment just listening to the music and kind of having that moment of solitude and reflection i thought that was really cool but I am left thinking, we put a lot of focus on how do we do these spiritual disciplines for ourselves. Can you guys think of any disciplines that would be something that we could do as a group, like group disciplines for the church?
3: As a proud member of the Church of God of Prophecy, I would like to say foot washing.
0: I agree. Yeah. Um, Big yeah, fan. That's a good one. Big Are fan. Are there any disciplines that aren't sacraments or sacrament like?
2: Foot washing. <laughs> <laughs> um Eventually going out in groups has always been more productive for me mm-hmm. because I can give notes to someone if they're not as well equipped and someone else can give notes to me and the moment say, Hey, you said this, I know your intent, but maybe you should have worded it this way. And then that way to both of us are working together. Like if one person doesn't have an answer to a question, more than likely the next person will or will know someone who does, or mm-hmm. they know that verse a lot better than you that you have to use in that context. So I would say working together, uh, even in just groups of two for, to evangelize, not to gang up on someone and make them feel like, oh, I'm being outnumbered here, but like, so you can help each other back and forth in this scenario.
3: Yeah, like caroling.
2: Yeah, yes, definitely like caroling, yeah. which I'll never be a part of because my Hymns. singing voice is awful.
3: Hymns for
1: caroling. Yeah. Hymns for caroling.
0: Yeah. Although if there's 10 of us Christians and we're circling you, you might as well say you love Jesus. You better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy night. N- as we circle around them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not terrifying at all.
1: <laughs> that was the creepiest one I could think of. It's not a creepy song, though. Oh, holy night's great. It's just that chanting part there at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this idea of a thing we can do together for community, for spiritual growth that isn't necessarily sacramental.
0: Yeah. Like a group discipline,
1: a group discipline.
0: I mean, also that'd be a cool book. One of us should write that group group discipline, like group spiritual disciplines. It needs a better name, but
1: group spiritual disciplines. I mean, I think some of them, I guess it depends on what you mean by sacrament because like reading the, the Bible together, that's, you know, reading scripture is not necessarily a sacrament. Sorry about that. Um, Praying together. Like these are things that we're supposed to be doing. Baptism is a sacrament and that is actually supposed to be a very like community thing. I would say it is as along with communion is almost the name. Like that's like the thing that we're supposed to be doing as a group for sure is baptism and, and, taking of communion together to proclaim the Lord's death and also to, uh, proclaim our, our, uh, our following of Jesus as a disciple, but into, but like not, ordained in scripture or like sacramental i mean i guess mostly what christian was saying of like just going together as a group to go do a thing and we're just going to talk about whatever comes up you know i think a lot of people are really into the podcasting scene for that um to get some of that like um fellowship and community through um talking with other believers of different disciplines or like mindedness to like, just wrestle with theology and practicality and yada, yada, yada. So I don't know. know. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to make this slightly challenging for us. It's going to be fun. TJ's going to start after I do this. I'm telling them so they can pass the mic. Um, I kind of am curious. Uh, one of my favorite spiritual discipline books is like seven personal spiritual disciplines. I don't remember who writes it or anything. And it's such a vague name. You're not going to find a it Christian. It's okay. Um, I'm kind of like if we had seven and I think a lot of it is like church for me, it's church lingo. That doesn't mean anything to us anymore that we just don't think of as disciplines. For example, Bible reading is considered a personal discipline. A lot of the times it can also be a group discipline as Brandon mentioned. Um, I think fellowship, you know, it's a church lingo that we just forget that actually has a meaning, but like really to make a discipline out of doing stuff like last night when we were all playing pool and hanging out at the barcade in Chapel Hill, like, I feel like that's actually something we should be really intentional and put effort into making sure that we are spending time together without a purpose of achieving our podcast numbers or anything like that, but actually for the purpose of fellowship, I think making that a discipline would be good. Um, And you know, some of the stuff that's mentioned here, singing together, would probably good. So I'll start off with R7 singing together, and fellowship. Let's see if we can get to seven group spiritual disciplines for our made-up book.
3: So, seven, they, they can be spiritual disciplines, though.
0: They, they need to be, but they have to okay. be group disciplines. Okay, foot washing. Foot wa- oh, let's, let's make sacraments, just in general, and we'll include foot washing. Okay, foot washing. So, sacraments. So, we got fellowship. We have singing. We have singing. Sacraments. We'll include foot washing as its own thing. Sacraments. I like that. Sacraments and foot washing. So, we're at four
2: we four. Okay. Brandon, anything coming to you? we
0: four. Fasting. As a group? Yes. How do we keep it from being too individual? Because a lot of people like, do we keep each other accountable? It's
1: kind of like you're getting together to fast for a specific purpose altogether. Okay. I like that. So like, let's say I didn't do that this morning with the devotion, but like when we were talking about lament this morning, you know, there's no better way to feel loathing and (laughs) wanting to be happy than, Hey, we're not going to eat the rest of the day. Uh, So we would be doing it together, not just to give us stomach pains, but to really focus in on, you know, okay, instead of eating right now, we're going to spend time in prayer. We're going to spend time. uh, Well, in prayer together we're going to spend time reading scripture together you know fasting is one of those cool disciplines i really like fasting because it's one of those that pairs well with other disciplines and i think you can totally do it as a group yeah
2: Uh, this would be a for a smaller setting but accountability with accountability uh just yeah obviously probably not in front of the entire church yeah Uh, but uh, groups of as as low as two three Uh, enough people that have proven trustworthy that you can go to them and the secrets won't be let out. They won't be reporting to the higher ups <laughs> and people won't be talking about you behind your back. Those things have all happened to me. That's why I'm very kind of upset at that. But at the same yeah. time, it's something that needs to be done. So it's, you got to learn how to discern who you can talk to and who you can't talk to and who needs to be working on their relationship with God in that regard.
0: Yeah. So do you have one?
3: I was going to say probably my favorite group discipline would be like a pie eating contest. That's
0: that does not count. <laughs> that falls under fellowship. For God. That counts under fellowship. Okay, so we have fellowship, singing, fasting, sacraments, foot washing. Christian just said one. Accountability. 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 Is that seven? Yep. So that's six. That's six? That's six. I have a controversial seventh one. Oh, boy. oh, you have one too. No, go ahead. Pie. No, we're gonna we're gonna put foot washing back in sacraments so that we have two. Uh, so we can do two more. Not a sacrament. Jesus told us to do it. It's in the Word. According to Luther, that makes something a sacrament. Um, which he didn't count that. So I'm I, I'm criticizing him, Luther. You forgot one. Um, if Martin Luther's listening, for some reason, I was gonna do the controversial one of solitude together. Of okay. taking this time where we get together. In si- well, maybe silence is really what I'm thinking. We get together and just have a moment Hello, of silence. Because I find it's friend. actually really bonding when you're together and you don't actually have the need to just fill the air with words. You're just yeah. there with God and each other.
2: That was your controversial one?
0: Because it's, it's group and I said solitude.
3: Because he talks a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, silence. I'm going to make silence one. The sound. The discipline of silence. Of silence. Brandon, what was your...
1: Um, I guess it's similar to the uh, fasting where you're going to go, is that really... Um, Some type of like... I don't want to use the word tithing because that gets off into a whole other different conversation. But bringing of your resources together... To bless others. So socialism. No, don't be the that person. Please don't be that person. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I apologize to Brandon and everyone.
1: I have had so many TikTok related conversations
0: because of that. I apologize um, again to Brandon. So, But no, like, <laughs> actually
1: what I thought of initially was, did you ever do like Penny Wars, Penny Marches and VBS when the kids would all battle no. each other out? By It was like a way for kids to learn about... Tithes and offerings that they would have a competition. It would either be, it's this uh, Chicago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's those churches with money. Even That's you, what y'all even are
1: doing. You, we both had like a Baptisty <laughs> background.
3: I did not do the penny
1: stuff. Okay. So, okay. I believe y'all afford could have yeah, pennies as children. <laughs> okay, so we had this thing. Who would have thought? Uh, please leave a comment if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, please validate <laughs> me. Please oh, validate please validate me. Illinois listener. All of our Illinois, Northwest Indiana, Chicagoland listeners will know. So at VBS, you have VBS, right? Um they will Okay. They are awesome, so this <laughs> is an awesome podcast. Um it's like this competition is to teach kids how to like about offering, about tithing. And usually there's like some end goal at the end of it. It's like, okay, throughout this week of VBS, we're going to raise money for so-and-so missionaries, usually what it is. And it's like a big competition, boys versus girls or the different age groups. And you just, you know, you bring your spare change and whichever group raises the most money at the end of the week, usually it was like, the pastor will get pied in the face by that group or dump buckets of water. It was usually like the pastor had to take a hit for everybody. Um, So that's kind of where I got that idea. But, you know, the church does that as well. Again, it's kind of like individualistic in the sense that, you know, it is my money that I'm bringing, but, if we are working together for a specific purpose, I think then you
0: can yeah, count. For it. a single goal. Yeah. The discipline of fundraising.
1: Discipline of fundraising. Yeah, because I don't want to use yeah. the word tithing because that yeah. gets all into a whole Funders other... Fundraising
0: is such a more normal yeah. word.
1: <laughs> crowdfunding for yeah. Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah. You mean like the spiritual K-Lef discipline stops. of crowdfunding mm-hmm. for Jesus. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when Caleb stops talking, uh singing music and they talk instead. Is yeah. that what we're talking about?
0: Yeah. Uh
3: this channel's made possible by viewers like you (laughs) so how could somebody practically take part in all of these disciplines uh, in their personal and church lives and what would it practically look like to fit these in to someone's schedule
2: practically well I mean the best practical way is to start (laughs) start with one and see how it works get
3: your feet washed
2: yes yeah, get your feet washed first. I mean, just walk up to the church and say, "Hey, TJ really uh, wants to wash someone's feet. <laughs> really wants to touch my feet. And that's that's spiritual somehow. And you know what? I'm in it to win it.
0: <laughs> Nothing about this is weird at all. No, not one bit.
2: No, just start with one. No, what, me, me. I really suck at prayer. The the I word suck word at remembering to pray. I will pray in a moment when I need something. I will pray and say, "Hey, you know." this is going on and I'll pray with that person right then and there. When it comes to actually remembering coming back home when I'm distracted by everything else, that's something I can work on a lot better. Now, quiet time is something I get a lot easier. So like I have learned over time, start doing these simple things, see what works, what times don't work, and then move on from there.
1: To TJ's credit, uh, Grace College and Theological, Theological Seminary, where I attended, is part of the Cars Fellowship. And for their communion... Their communion is threefold. It is taking of the bread and grape juice. They do grape juice. A love feast and foot washing. I think foot washing is usually like in between the two. I think it's like communion, foot washing, love feast. Um, so to your credit, it is not that weird.
0: I was really concerned you were going to say in between like the bread and the grape juice. And I was like, uh, oh, no, I'm not touching someone's feet. Of in between the those bread. two parts. Yeah, yeah, the
2: bread, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I think though to answer the actual question, yeah, to, I echo what Christian is saying there that you know if before we get to other disciplines, you know, what is your prayer life like? What is your time in the Word like? Are you connected with a group of Christians? I won't even say like specifically a church. But do you have some form of like community fellowship with other believers? I think once you can like have somewhat of a habit of those three, then you can start looking at like a better understanding of fasting, a better understanding of tithing and whatnot. Baptism, I mean, I'm going to be one of those people who would say that is a priority and if you are saved and you have not been baptized you need to get plugged into your local church and get that done like i think it is a priority um, pastor will and i have a little bit of dis- disagreement on the whole baptism thing but we can have fellowship cuz pastor will's a great guy and he likes me so like <laughs> but i think baptism regardless is a very important part of a spiritual growth so i would almost add that in with that baseline group of pray read your bible get into connection with people and get baptized
0: this is going to be a, a fun one here. Uh, so, I'm not even going to give any of my own views on baptism yet, because that just we don't have time for that. Read Frank Viola's Pagan Christianity, and read what they say about uh, what baptism originally was, compared to our version of uh, the sinner's prayer today. Pretty fascinating read. But also, I'm curious for you Baptists, do you ever get baptized more than once?
2: I know the of people thing. who
0: have. And that they said
2: earlier they did it because, you know, they saw other family members doing it. They saw their friends doing it. And so they said, oh, I want to do that. And they didn't actually make a relationship with Jesus. So and then later on in life, they came to faith and then they asked for a second baptism. Mm-hmm. Now, that's how I would do it if that were handled. Like someone's heart was actually changed a second time around. Brandon. So. Oh.
1: Uh, I would say just for me personally, I have considered it before because I was baptized as a kid and I truly believe that I was saved when I was a little kid. Um, But I had a big shift in my life back like high school, college as when all the mental health stuff started happening and came out the other end still having issues and still growing, but came out the other end a lot healthier. And there was this brief period of time and it comes back to mind every once in a while of like, I am very different again. Mm -hmm. And so... Should I? I've talked to a couple people. No one's ever been like, yes, you should. You definitely should go get that done again. I'm not necessarily like opposed opposed to the idea of doing it again. But I also don't want this to turn into some type of like... Now, every time there's some big change in my life, OK, well, I got to go get baptized again. And like I, I don't want this to set some type of pattern that isn't necessarily in scripture of like getting baptized and rebaptized and rebaptized, Kind of like the whole sinner's prayer thing of like saying it a thousand times because you weren't sure if the last 98,000 counted.
0: So this is where uh, I just want to fill in on some, some Pentecostal stuff because I just thought y'all might find it interesting. This has nothing to do with the episode. I'm guess, sorry, everybody.
3: Guess how many times I've been baptized?
0: Uh, 70
2: times 7. <laughs> That's a lot. Very bible
1: i <laughs> I'll go more conservatively, but still a Bible number 3. 18.
0: 18, okay. Yeah, I lost count, personally. We were, I, I'm assuming you were also taught this, or else this probably wouldn't be the thing. It was more of not, this isn't some symbolization of you being saved, or a sinner's prayer. We were more taught, like this is representative of your commitment to have died to yourself and be in rose with Christ. So you can represent that and let as many times as you want because you die daily okay.
2: to yourself. So, so the warranty doesn't expire after
3: two years no. or something? Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You that can't, you, there is a trade-in option.
0: Well, oh, and honestly, a good, like, when, when we're at, like, our church camp and they're doing baptize and the Holy Spirit moves so much, like, almost everybody gets baptized at one point. Those have been some of the most powerful, like, group moments I've had. So that's what I was thinking of when you were doing it. And I was like, that's definitely not what he means, though, because they don't re-baptize as much in Baptist churches. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's at least 18.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But i uh, just offer totally a fun fact. Um, personally, if I'm talking about our actual question of how we fit in some of these disciplines into our daily lives and stuff, I want to reiterate the discipline of fellowship Um, especially in our American culture. We prioritize work, we prioritize... We have to go to church, so we just go for an hour, try to get a little late, maybe leave a little early. We were prioritized doing all these things that we think are super important, and we tend to forget to prioritize our friends and sometimes taking time for ourselves. Um, And and I think... I'm unsure if I fully believe this, but I think I believe this, so I'm going to say it. I think... I'm going to reword it now. There are very few things in your life that is as important as fellowshipping with the church. If you need to show up at church an hour early and stay an hour late to do it, do that. If you have to give up a podcast or give up some work you're doing for the church, mowing their lawns, so that you can spend an hour at someone's house playing card that goes to the church, that is something you should do. Nothing. Uh, there's nothing I can think of that God prioritizes as much as his people being together and i don't think just going to church hearing a message and sneaking out before you actually talk to anybody counts
3: yeah yeah
0: yeah how about you TJ? Is, how do you, do you have any of these that you think we can make time for better in our regular lives
3: you just you have to commit a little bit of time to get your feet washed it's a it's a whole big
2: thing. Not a lot. My feet get dirtier
3: every time I hear that.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Christian doesn't visit you. He's going to go nah, in the house, kick
2: break. his shoes off, and be like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've
2: been building this up for years. The plan
3: is working. <laughs> yeah, it's just about making the time. Yeah. You got to make the time.
0: It's a discipline for a reason. Not because it's always easy, but it's just like our spiritual disciplines. We say... you. You know How many times have you heard in church you absolutely have to pray every single day, read your Bible every single day? I don't true, think those true, are necessarily true, 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 but I think it's a good thing to prioritize as a discipline. And I think these are just as important. So prioritize them, make it a discipline, make it a point to get these done.
3: No, yeah. Ask your church if y'all do foot washing. <laughs> <laughs> but because that one's not that common, you do need to ask yeah. If, if, yeah. if it's something you're interested yeah. in. Ask for food. Yeah,
0: I thought that we were on this and I was waiting on you to ask that. No. (laughs) Does anybody have any final thoughts or words about this topic today? No. (laughs) You're not, TJ.
1: (laughs) Where do you two stand on anointing people with oil?
0: Do you have oil on you? I'll show you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that answers that, TJ. Splish, splash.
0: What's that to do with anointing
3: with oil? i not have
2: to just dump
0: it. Oh, okay. I thought you were referencing taking a bath. Yeah. Bum, All upon on bum. a Saturday night. <laughs>
1: Okay, I said it as a way to like make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm okay with what you said. Um, <laughs> but that is that was like one last quick one that kind of came to mind of like that has very much fallen out of favor, at least maybe in my world. Sounds like maybe more in the Pentecostal world that is a little bit more common practice my dad
0: to keep the thing of oil on him. Just nice. In case.
1: Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, that's weird. That's okay, so that's not okay. <laughs> it's okay. 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 That's yeah. an outlier. Well, I That's good to know. Some enough. of the
0: ministers probably do it less. So sure.
1: Than i well, so yeah, okay. On the pedestal. Yeah, there's
3: okay. one
2: on the podium. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I think that is maybe on in more in our world something that uh, could be brought back into style a little bit of, you know, we, we can get all into the nuance and the blah, blah, blah of James chapter five, when it comes to the anointing with oil and yada, yada, yada. Is it symbolic? Is it actually a power? Whatever. I mean, if there's a vampire, I do want some holy water around. And I can imagine that maybe some yeah. ho- them oil will cage. help too. Um, but I, <laughs> I think maybe as a discipline, again, kind of like fasting that couples well with other things like the anointing of oil and like laying hands on people praying type of thing is something that we could maybe in our world start to bring back in the style a bit, but not so much in style that we're selling like cool books and ruining everything
0: with American Christianity. That would definitely be unfortunate. Yeah, it would. Um, The best answer to any silly question ever on this show, in my personal opinion, we asked if you were on a cruise and a vampire Breakout happened, how you would defend yourself. And Father Jonathan, who is a Greek priest, <laughs> said, I would simply bless the pool and then chill.
1: <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well,
0: he has the power.
1: So yeah, uh, he has the authority to sorry, do yeah. such <laughs>
3: things. That don't do yeah,
0: yeah. We can just. He's. <laughs> and get in. Right, I'm good. <laughs> Taking my shirt off, getting a tan.
3: So what would be the repercussions in the world around us if everyone started practicing these spiritual disciplines that we all talked about earlier?
2: I think it would help us not only in our relationship with each other, but our relationship with God. And like, why do we do these things? Why do I need time every day to read my Bible? Why do I need time to pray? Why do I need time to fellowship with other people? It's not because I want it. I do want it, but I need it in order to be yep. better at this job, that lone wolf Christian that I always want to be. I need to kill that idea every single day because Same. it's not good. It's not healthy. Even though I think this time, this time's the charm. It's never been the charm. Mm-hmm.
1: People's feet would be a lot cleaner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, um,
1: I think if we all started embracing this a little bit better, I think we would have some healthier churches, have some healthier groups of Christians, have some people um, put into situations where they're going to have to critically think about how their own denomination does certain things, you know? Um, And it's going to be uncomfy and tension, but I think that is good and could um, bring about spiritual growth. And, you know, when there's growth in, Christians, when there's growth in the church, I'm talking spiritual growth, not numerical. Uh, When we're growing, when we're confessing sin, confession, we never brought up confession. That's another one. Kind of along the lines of accountability. That's another one. It could
0: also fall within um, the sacraments. It's a little
1: bit of both. A little bit of both. I guess it depends on how Catholic you are. Uh, Marriage too then. Um,
0: Yes. (laughs) um,
1: But uh, where was I going with all that? Dang, I haven't had any coffee today it's all an empty void the now. Of caffeine. But when it comes to all of this, oh, I remember now. When we are when we are spiritually growing and the church is spiritually growing, that's when like actual revival starts happening. Yeah. And I by actual revival, I'm not trying to take a slam at anything that happened earlier this year. What I'm trying to take a slam at is at people who are for the past Existence of my entire life have been talking about we need a revival in this country, there's revival on the way, and it's like, yeah, we kind of need to. I know this sounds like a bootstrap statement, we kind of need to get our act together a little bit,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you know, a lot how like politics say we need to not let the other side do this, and the way we'll stop it is by this, and then no one ever does anything, they just complain that the other side lets it go on, and then they don't do anything. I don't, I just don't understand the point, but. More church-related stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to reiterate, it's a discipline. Cheesy youth pastor metaphor. You know, if you're not doing your sit-ups every day, you'll never have abs. If you're not doing your push-ups every every like, it, it's cheesy, it's lame, but it's also 100% true. <laughs> but it's also true, if you're not doing the disciplines, you're not going to be healthy. You're not going to get fit. And the same thing for the church. If we want the church to be healthy, we have to do these things, and we have to make it a point to do these things.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, as alluded to before, uh, we do like to end our show with a God moment, and we just ask everyone, whether they've seen God in their lives recently, whether it be a blessing, challenge, a moment, of worship, curse. I always make Josh go first. Josh, do you have a God moment for us today? I'm going to cheat. No,
0: I'm going to cheat in line with today's theme and give a group and a private moment with God. Everyone can feel free to follow suit if they want. They don't have to. Last night, because I've just had so many God moments during this convention that we're doing, it was honestly, it was really great for me personally. Um, Last night, the middle of the night, I was like, hey, I need to be sleepy and I'm simply not sleepy. It is almost two in the morning. And I have to wake up in five hours, <laughs> so I decided to make myself be sleepy to go on a walk, like any sane person would do in the middle of the night. And I was doing it, and I just kind of prayed because I was alone. I was like, "I'm just pray with God." And I started passing these churches. Some of them I know the pastors of because they've been on our podcast, you know. Some I don't. And it was like, hey, I have that opportunity for one of those other practical moments that someone suggested to us of every time we pass a church, to pray for them. I'm like, hey, uh, you know. I got to pray for Reverend Justin Coleman. I got to pray for the Presbyterian Church down the road for the Baptist Church on campus. I and mean, like some of them I don't know, some of them I do know, and I've heard some of your what you are concerned about with your church and in this community, and I'm able to pray a little bit more informed. And it was just such a good moment to actually be able to take the time to pray for these churches, be alone with God and just on their behalf. Pray that he be there in their moments. Um, group moment There was a moment when we were talking about how I was kind of upset we didn't have the event that we wanted to and all this stuff. And we are at this arcade with Will and there's pinball and all this crazy stuff. And we're playing pool. And I just kind of, I looked over because, like, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. It was this and that. And we didn't record all the podcasts I wanted today. And I just saw Christian and Brandon talking and TJ hanging out with my friend. And we just had all of us there. And I went, actually... This is more important than any of that. And I just felt God very strongly in the moment. As I was saying those words of God just kind of confirming, yes, idiot. <laughs> you know, and I was <laughs> like, okay.
3: Yeah. yeah, for me, my God moment, as I stifle this yawn, is uh, going to be, you know, we're in UNC. We're in Chapel Hill. We're about a one-minute walk away from campus, mm-hmm. and uh, walking past these streets, uh, walking past these stores on Franklin Street, and just hearing people talk about you know their last few days, their last year, like, last four years. Uh, it's always important to remember that the people around you are also people. Uh, they're not NPCs. They've been living their own life, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's really cool to see so many people going through such a massive step in their life. When I'm just hanging out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So that, I think that's amazing, actually. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel God in this chilies. <laughs> <laughs> it's church, so like, that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say this is
2: part of the group moment. Earlier today, uh, we all received a very light rebuke. From Joshua regarding, like, we were teasing him over something. I don't know if you want to go in depth. I didn't think
0: that. that was a rebuke.
2: A, I mean that in a positive way. I don't even know what we're talking about. A very positive way. <laughs> it was way. more
0: just providing but, context. Yes,
2: but it came with a very light rebuke, and rebuke is good. In I didn't scenario. mean it to be a no, review. No, don't <laughs> shut up. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> tell about how much I love you. Shut up. <laughs> but it, it needed to be said because we didn't understand the context of why you he can was say made. It if okay, you want. yeah. Uh, Josh, being someone who suffered from a very terrible car accident, where he suffered immensely from that, uh, we were making fun of him for not riding with us whenever we went anywhere and walking wherever he went, even though it was a lot slower to get there. But he mentioned how much it had harmed him to go through all that, to be literally at the doors of death Mm. at that time. And it's very difficult for him to be in cars in a scenario where he's not in control of that scenario all the time. So we needed to be told, hey, that's why I'm not doing this. It's bothering me. And then, you know, what we said we ganged up on him and we beat him up. No, (laughs) (laughs) we we said we, we, (laughs) we, we, we said, man up, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. No, we said, "Okay." Thank you for saying that. I'm sorry for doing that. And it worked. And it was a beautiful moment, very small moment, but it needed to be said. And I'm all for that in a group setting because we need to, we need to let these things be known if they're mm. bothering us. Because if we just let them <laughs> linger, like I tend to do sometimes, it's going to burst out at the most inopportune moment. And no one's going to know why you're upset.
0: Well, also, it's just one of those where I'm like, I usually just ignore things. And then I'm like, at a certain point, I'm like, you know, maybe they need the context because this seems like it's going to keep coming up. And it was. I walked with him.
3: These guys are mean.
0: <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> one of lazy. them loved me. Um yeah.
2: I'll just say, uh, in a more private moment, just uh, this whole time of being around these guys that, once again, I've only ever met Josh in person before all this. And, yeah, I still came here. <laughs> Why I ever made that decision, I'll never know. But, no, like no, just having a private moment, just watching everyone in this room at one point in time and going, hmm, you know, these men are my friends. I enjoy that. Yeah, Thanks, God.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go more the TJ route and say <laughs> – I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Go I'm gonna go more
0: yeah. While Ooh. we were sleeping, we washed our feet. <laughs> That's why it that was so clean.
1: Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go the more TJ route on this and say I've had a lot of good food on this trip. And oh, yes. I'm True. Yeah. Real food. Real food.
3: Nothing. Not northern. Not, that not northern. northern <laughs> process.
1: It's a southern process. Yes, <laughs> yes. A lot more, a lot more grease. It's been, re- but yeah, like seriously, it. but like seriously, like no, it's been a lot of good food this week. I've enjoyed enjoyed the trip and that burger mm-hmm. where we just got burgers from yeah. Al's Burger Shack. Is that what it was? Yeah. Hey, shout out to them. Thanks for sponsoring our event. Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, good food. It's not
3: even the best burger I've had this week. Oh
0: yeah, oh, yeah. it's the best I've had this week. It was pretty good.
3: So that is all for us today. Uh,
0: You're not going to tell us about the best burger? Nope. <laughs> is that for patrons? That's for patrons. my heart,
3: I'm a gatekeeper.
0: No, that's for patrons. <laughs> uh,
3: please consider sharing the episode with a friend or a cousin or an enemy. Probably a cousin. Uh, send it to the Pope. I don't know. If you've got his number,
0: <laughs> get his number. Text yeah. it to him.
3: Yeah, hurry up and sign up for that Patreon, so in a short few months, you'll start getting your free merch, uh, which you are paying for every month. And uh, (laughs) you can get the same bonus episodes and content from all of the Anazal Ministries podcast shows on Apple Podcasts with the paid subscription to that channel.
0: Yeah, speaking of the network, uh, down below there will be a link for the Anazal Ministries podcast network where you can see... All of the shows on there, including the ones that these wonderful gentlemen who joined us today host, uh, I strongly recommend the Whole Church Podcast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> no, you, My Seminary Life, and Let Nothing Move You.
3: All right, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Come back next week when we will have Don Coke of the You Have Permission Podcast joining us. After that, we will have Steve Copeland joining us, and then there will be interview with uh, Russ petrus and elizabeth donnelly from the catholic women preach about their ministry and finally at the end of season one francis chan will be joining us
0: wow does he know you no he will that's a shame He, sh- he show someone needs to tell him right now yeah. <laughs> surprise <laughs> <laughs> uh, times. thank you for listening to the whole church podcast Remember, you can always sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast.